<laughs> Hello. This is Trevor from the Terminus Podcast. <laughs> Jeremy has kidney stones. I need my heat pad. He's in a lot of pain. <laughs> it burns when I pee. But anyway, we're on Patreon. <laughs> so if you're interested in hearing about a crystal of salt the size of a golf ball passing through a hole the size of a baby chickpea... Oh god, that just made it so much worse. Go ahead and help us out. <laughs> just go to patreon.com slash terminus underscore media and donate as much or as little as you want. Oh, there's so much blood in my urine. Thanks. Welcome to the Terminus Podcast. My name is Trevor Holtner. Oh, I'm gonna die. And that's Jeremy. Uh, hi. And Jeremy's in a lot of pain. This is... This is bullshit. Have you... Just out of curiosity, have you ever just gone days on end feeling like you've got to pee just so bad, like you've held it in forever, but then you go to pee and it's just like little piddles? Nope. I don't recommend it. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's not a good time. No, doesn't sound like it is at all. Yeah, so last week's episode was a little bit late. Well, I mean, it wasn't late in the sense that it was up on Saturday. It was, it was, it was, but it was still a week late. It was a week late, but it's okay. I I, I thought you did a really good job, and I'm proud of you. Yeah, you know what I did? Huh? So I actually edited out all of the parts where your and my voices overlap. So when I looked at the track before i compressed everything right it was basically just like a sliver of your voice a sliver of my voice just like over and over again all the way for like an hour oh my god it was a lot of editing work oh uh, you sweet angel but i thought it it turned out really nicely yeah no you did a really good job like uh it made I, i thought it brought your voice up a little bit made you sound a little bit cleaner in the mix i hope kevin doesn't hate us now probably i mean he won't uh, because he's he he knows he's gonna get his money yeah uh, eventually whenever the patreon goes through eventually we may end up having to resort to like mortgage schemes the way that that dude from the ataris did 
Oh yeah, the Ponzi scheme. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. The dude from the Ataris, the bassist, was, was a Ponzi artist. Yeah, dude. He was found with I... like a hundred thousand dollars on his person. What the fuck? And like eight hundred some odd thousand dollars in his bank account. That's insane. Yeah, and so this happened just like last week, man. You didn't know about this? I had no idea. Oh, it's so good. So basically, he and this other person started this quote unquote business, right? I, I can't remember what it was called. Um. But basically, they would um, basically state that these houses were on the market and shit, right? Mm-hmm. And um, these people would send in like X amount of money and whatever. And a lot of times, the house wasn't even available for sale or anything like that. And they'd basically say, "Hey, you could get this house if you just pick up the the payments on the house." Wow, basically the saying it was the, yeah, it, it it was it was an absolute joke but yeah they finally got caught and uh dude is facing some pretty massive charges and several years in prison so is that why the ataris haven't released a good album you know what that that is very possible i mean they, they haven't released a new uh, well a good album since uh so long astoria like, the one that they did after that was some shitty, like, indie rock album, and it was so bad. It's great, probably because the bassist was in jail. Oh, God, um, it's so bad. Yeah. No, it sounds really bad. Hey, but you know what's really good about this? What? At least it's not a sex crime. Yeah, I mean, at least it's not a sex crime. That That is that is a new one. That's where we're at right now. I'm re- I, I was actually genuinely relieved when I saw that. I was like, oh, good, he just ripped off several people, but... Of millions of dollars. Of millions of dollars, but... It's fine because he didn't diddle kids. So, Jeremy, um, what are you drinking? Water, lots of water. I've I've probably drank several gallons of water in the past three days, just trying to force myself to pee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, my pee was like the color of tea the other day. Uh huh. It was so gross. Yeah, you know what that it actually is. So bad. Yeah, you know what that is for real though. Yeah, my blood. Yeah, what's your blood? And it's basically. That giant rock salt, yeah, in in your bladder right now, yeah. That it's it's kind of like a ramen packet, yeah. It's dissolving as you're pissing. You should do some of these pills with me, and we'll just do like a really weird episode of the Terminus podcast. No, I think this episode is going to be weird enough. This is sublime, and ew, why sublime? Oh, because that's what all the kids do whenever they do pills. Is that they no. listen to sublime? listen to sublime come on anyway we're gonna talk about the government shutdown here in just a second that's how we celebrate trump's one year anniversary in office and congratulations it's also, how, it's also how we celebrate jeremy's kidney stone that's right i'm so excited I, i'm just pissing excitement and and also blood a shutdown falls on the president's lack of leadership He can't even control his party and get people together in a room. A shutdown means the president is weak. Who who said that, Jeremy? I'll give you one guess. One guess? One. Um I mean it. And it wasn't Obama. It sounds presidential. It it does sound presidential, doesn't it? It sounds very like statesmanish. I I would guess Ronald Reagan. Uh believe it or not, this was Donald Trump back in 2013 with the Obama administration. So, <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, this gets so good. Five years has changed so I, much. You know, and that there's so many good parts of this, too. Like, I love seeing Trump disappointed. 
Yeah. And he had like this big party that he was going to go to. It was all glitzy and shit. And uh, to celebrate his big one year uh, with a bunch of races, I'm sure, and boat shoes. Yeah. Um, boat and shoes. now he's all butt hurt because he didn't get to go out there and he has to actually do work. Um, so this is, this honestly is a really good day for me, even with, uh, uh David, uh, that, that is my kidney That's, stones name. Oh, good. Um, I felt like in, in order to better cope with this and, and you, deal with that, I, I had name. to humanize it. Sure. Um, no, he's, he's a, he's a Libra. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> so, um, <laughs> So yeah, um, this is a really good day for me because there, there. If you want to see what kind of circus this current White House really is, mm-hmm. now is the perfect time to look at it. This is beautiful. I'm in heaven right now. Not only has democracy failed, and it's failed all of you. It's failed all of us. The, this country has been failed by every single person that you have voted into office. Uh, your president has failed you, and he's bitching and complaining because he can't go party, and he's blaming it on the fucking uh, Democrats refusing to have a comfor- conversation about the Dreamer Act, by the way, until this is resolved when the Democrats, a lot of the Democrats, are waiting for the Dreamer Act conversation to begin just to resolve the government shutdown. He refuses to budge. Yep. But he keeps pushing blame on these other parties as if it's all them. It's all Democrats. It's not anyone else so yeah so many hands in the pot and i am so happy trevor i am very happy well there's there's a lot to i mean there's a lot to to this um you know last week it looks like it it looked like it was actually close it looked like there was there was a deal on the table yeah and it turns out no in fact there wasn't um you know, Senator McConnell, Mitch McConnell from uh, wherever the fuck he's from, and uh, the president decided to blow up a bipartisan deal to actually do everything that they wanted to do to uh, fund the government, to, you know, have some provisions for both sides. Yep. Um, there's, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot there. Um, basically, last week, they blew up a bipartisan bill that was co-sponsored by Republican Lindsey Graham of all people that was going to like renew DACA. Um, Yeah. It's just, uh, they, they wanted to, they, they, they wanted to see the, uh, the world burn just a little bit and they got their wish. Well, I mean, this is what happens when you treat politics like a game of chicken. I mean, it's what, it's, it's what happens when you treat politics like a game period. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, this, this is, is this is a game to them. Yeah, absolutely. This is this is a hostage negotiation at this point, man. And and that's that's what I love about this. And and even more so, like one thing that I found really sickening, but at the same time, it's only even more telling of what's going on. Whenever you see the dividing line that they've created, would you prefer to take care of our children and our veterans and blah blah blah, or would you rather take care of the dreamers? And and. Why do we have to choose? Um, we, we have to choose because apparently there's there, it's not a zero-sum game. I don't know. Hey, but pro-life. This is pro-life. Yeah, Remember that. Yeah. This is the pro-life party. Oh, yeah. 100%. But, but keep in mind, like you're looking at a bunch of people who you know were brought in 
you know, against their will, they didn't actually have choices in this. You know, they were brought in, quote-unquote, illegally um, by parents as very small children or infants. Um, many of those individuals who are brought in don't even know their native languages. And these are people that you're threatening to deport into areas of the world that you consider, quote-unquote, shitholes, number one. Um, but you also put them in a position where they're they're going to a country in which several of them can't even properly communicate. Oh, yeah, right. You know, like, what people seem to... What, what, what folks seem to think, especially uh, anti-immigration racists, uh, whether they identify as a, you know, sort of staunch Republican or a libertarian or even Democrats who view this, um, they feel that the... Uh, that people who come from other countries never change. Right. You know, like the the 39-year-old, or no, like the 49 or 39-year-old man from Michigan yeah, who was originally born in Mexico, I believe. Could, it's either Mexico or El Salvador. Was One this of, the potato farmer? Yeah. N- well, yeah, it's, uh, no, it was, it was the auto worker guy. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, he, he got deported because he wouldn't have qualified for DACA. Right. And, uh, you know, he wanted to stay over the holidays to see what, if any laws were passed. And... To, I will never say this again, but to ICE's, like, narrowest credit, they let him stay over the holidays. Right. They should just let him stay, period, but, you know, they they gave him one. Right. And the government said, nah, fuck that. And uh, they deported him, and he's going back, and he came here when he was 10. Yeah. And uh, he, I mean, he knows Spanish, he knows... You know, he, he, he's fluent in Spanish, but he's not fluent in the sort of cultural traditions necessarily. Right. You know, he's he's more American than most what you would consider to be a quote-unquote illegal immigrant. Uh, right. I don't like using that term, but since that's what they're using, fuck it. Um, you know, they, this is what they are saying about people. Um, basically, you know... They, they believe that these people never change, they drain our infrastructure, our resources, and then they turn around and they send them to these countries they've never been before or that they barely remember. And then, you know, a lot of them don't make it. A lot of them end up impoverished or dead. Right. You know, in, in these other countries where at home in, in the United States, they've made a life for themselves, they... Um, a lot of times families you know they they have a home they had you know savings right all gone all gone ambitions ambitions oh yeah i mean like it's it's you know more than just working construction or working you know farming or what have you it's right you know they wanted to start businesses a lot of them start businesses um i mean there is that the example the dude from hawaii the potato farmer who i mean he had a fucking good like five six figure salary Right. From picking like having like starting picking potatoes, right, and growing potatoes, and he he turned that into like a business that he could be proud of. Um, it's uh, it, it's I don't know, it, it's very sad. It, it is sad, but I feel like right now, um, and and again, I I have to say this, like I do feel like in some degree or in some regard. Right now, it's nice to uh, not necessarily see um, those individuals who are victim 
uh, to situations like that, uh, get some sort of, uh, revenge wouldn't be the word, but, but I do feel like it is to a certain degree, kind of a comeuppance because in reality, you're, you're seeing a president actively fail without actually admitting he is failing. Like these people aren't budging. Uh, like the 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 individual members of the conversation uh, regarding the opening back up of the government and things like that, none of them are budging. They've dug the they've dug themselves in the sand. Some of them, from what I understand, uh, I read, aren't even speaking to one another. They refuse to. Uh, basically, until uh, the the Dreamer Act is uh, on the up for discussion, um, they refuse to have a conversation in any way, shape, or form. Um, so I am glad that there are those within the Senate right now that are willing to stand up for those who unfortunately just currently do not have a voice, right? Um, I can't think of a better way to celebrate the one-year uh, anniversary of that piece of, uh, that piece of shit's uh, uh, reign of terror and uh, so, way to go, way to go, Trump. Um, you not only created a far more divisive country uh, just by your existing in the political realm, but you've also divided the houses so far apart that they are basically treating this entire thing like they are school children. I will hold my breath until I get what I want. We won't have a conversation. We will not speak. Don't even look in my direction. That's where we're at right now. And I love that. Yeah. And I mean, it's, you know, I, uh, I've been on a lot more of an earnest trip the last couple weeks. Um, I, I, you know, I, we're, we're all about jokes, yeah. you know, but I can't bring myself to joke about this stuff. It's well, it's difficult to, that's the thing. There's not, there's not anything truly funny yeah, here. No. There's not like, it's, I, I've, it's not funny. Like in my, I wish it was funny. No, and that's the thing. Like in in my waiting for you to get here, I legit sat there with my heating pad and um, my glass of water and my writhing, and uh, attempted to think about just man, like what is there to really say to bring any sort of uh, to to bring some sort of gravity to this conversation not not, or levity um you know there's nothing like the reality is many lives are getting fucked many lives are getting fucked like that we 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 talk about the american dream right the american dream is this and this and this and this but it's as especially as of 2017 2016 uh you kind of start realizing that the american dream only exists just as long as you fit this very specific demographic you look this very specific way the color of your skin uh and and uh the individual gender lack thereof that you so happen to uh, so happen to find yourself in love with uh really dictates exactly how much of that dream or nightmare you're going to receive in return you know and uh, it's, I, I, here's the thing, like, I know it's obvious to anyone listening right now, I'm not at my 100%. And uh, you, like you and I, we, I had to convince you to 
let us continue doing this or let us continue doing this at least for today yeah um like i, I was i'm cons- i am concerned for your for your health right now but you were like no nah, we got to do it absolutely <laughs> it, well the thing is like you know at the beginning of the year we made we made a promise <clears throat> to you uh baby birds and uh to one another that this year is the year um we fight the good fight you know we don't just sit here we don't just talk about it we do it and uh even though what we want to do and what we will be doing is more on a small scale level um it would be dishonest for me um to just kind of say oh well i i feel like shit right now i don't i don't think that we can really do this because we do have a fight to fight and i'm going to get sick you're going to get sick we're both going to feel like shit uh by the time this year ends i'm certain you and i are going to be losing our fucking hair after the shit that we end up putting ourselves through you know what i mean um but under no under no circumstances am i willing to just lay down my flag and move on and walk away and just say this fight is one that i'm willing to fight tomorrow it'll wait for me because i mean for a lot of people there may not be a tomorrow at least a tomorrow in which they're living the exact same life that they woke up to today you know so this is a fight we have to continue fighting and it's a discussion we have to have um there is one thing that i found um kind of interesting in my in my reading about all of this stuff um there was oh man what 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 was it uh ramp for me please (laughs) um so as jeremy is looking for things i do want to mention today uh saturday was the uh anniversary of the women's march and there were there were more protests in that regard um a lot of people came out to the oklahoma uh rally a lot of people came out to the austin rally yeah Uh, and all around the country um the the women's march mark two um was by all accounts a success which is really interesting um Another thing that I want to mention, um, so I do this other podcast called the Monday Morning Dumpster Dive with Yael Grauer, um, and one of the stories that we were looking at doing, even though it, was, it turns out not to be a dump, was the story about the NSA deleting surveillance data that it pledged to keep. It actually told a federal judge that it has to, like, like that they will keep this information, and, and they were basically told they have to. Um, they deleted it. It's all gone. The National Security Agency, according to Josh Gerstein at Politico, destroyed surveillance data, uh, surveillance data it pledged to preserve in connection with pending lawsuits and apparently never took some of the steps it told a federal court it had taken to make sure the information wasn't destroyed, according to recent court filings. Um, basically, they deleted uh, content of internet communications, internet... Uh, or intercepted between 2001 and 2007 under the warrantless wiretapping uh, program that President Bush started. To make matters worse, according to Politico, backup tapes that might have mitigated the failure were erased in 2009, 2011, and 2016. Of course, the NSA, much like all game developers, says that they sincerely regret its failure to prevent the deletion of this data. 
Wow. So yeah, they made a, a giant fuck up there. So are you familiar with uh, Mick uh, Mulvaney by chance? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so he, uh, for those who are uninformed, um, this is the director of the Office of Management and Budget, right, for the United States. Um, this is in CNN, quote unquote, fake news, right? Um, so um, I was reading a thing, and I just. Did you hear about what he said about the government shutdown by chance? No. Okay, so I'm going to read you a piece here, and I'm just going to let you respond, right? And this is, I'm just going to read it as quoted from CNN. Um, Obviously, I'm heavily involved in this, Sean, is that the Office of Management and Budget is charged with, you know, sort of implementing running a... uh, implementing running a shutdown mm-hmm. Mulvaney said on a conservative comment uh, commentator Sean Hannity's radio show oh god Friday yeah before the shutdown went into effect he added in fact I found out for the first time last night that the person who technically shuts the government down is me which is kind of cool fuck it's kind of cool it's kind of cool whenever you consider the armed services that you keep trying to fucking keep the morale up of you know the 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 armed armed service members that you can't even properly uh take care of on a mental level a healthcare level or anything like that and ensuring that you know through their shut this shutdown um, they are not going to be receiving their paychecks that they are risking their lives and limbs for. Um, it's it's really cool whenever you look at all the individual people who have families that rely on their jobs within the government to take care of, of uh, well, use those paychecks to take care of their family aren't going to get paid. You know, it's really cool whenever you consider those things, you piece of shit. You know, again, this is only just one more one more piece in the puzzle that just kind of shows you just what kind of circus we're in right now. This is an absolute circus. Yeah. You it would, is. You, you would think that there there's just there's more professionalism here. I mean, this goes hand-in-hand hand with uh, the wording. Um, basically, what I think it was in, in the bill, actually, when they were actually speaking of the Democrats as uh, uh, losers or something like that. Um really hand in hand i mean it, it, it this is this is a clown a clown car welcome the greatest show on earth i'm so happy seriously basically what i'm saying is like if if this is what you're putting your life into if this is the 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 job that you are putting all of your hopes and dreams into this is what is going to take care of you and yours perhaps it's time to just find a better job because obviously your government isn't a, uh, well, it's not offering you financial stability. And there's not much uh, uh, job stability there. No, no. See, it's, there are people who wouldn't support like a temporary sort of um, funding of the government right. for, for a very specific reason, which is um, they don't want to put off, we'll put this off any further. Um, they want to fund the government for a more on a more permanent basis, not like permanent permanent, but like right. you know they do this every year or so, yeah, or are supposed to. And we're basically at the point now where we're using funding the government as a bludgeon. Um, Republicans are using it as a bludgeon, basically, to to tell Democrats like, 
you know, if, if you don't do this, the government doesn't get funded. Um, and then we'll just blame you. And we'll blame you. Yeah, which is what, ha- is what happens. Um, but honestly, like, the government is not a... Uh, it's, it's like the guy who says, oh, man, I got a great job for you. I got, I got just a fucking fantastic job for you. Uh, you know what? You're going to come. You're going to work for me. Uh, you're going to work, you know, 40 to 60 hours a week. Um, you're going to do a lot of intense emotional and physical labor. And uh, we might not pay you sometimes. By the way, yeah, uh, you're, you're going to get paid in exposure. You're going to get paid literally in exposure to the physical elements out in the world. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll give you some money occasionally. Um, but not today. It's all about the experience. Yeah. So, I mean, if you work for the government, you know, quit your job, find another job. There are jobs in the private sector. There are jobs in your town. There are jobs in your, you know, there there are there are places that you can work that are much sort of more suitable for you. Yeah. In this shithole capitalist system. Yeah. But you know, I, I understand if you're like if you're, your reaction to this is it's not so easy. I can't just quit certain jobs. Like that's totally fine. Whenever your job says you can leave, do that because um, it's not worth it. No, no job is worth. You know, and you may love your job. You may say, oh, I've got the greatest job in the world, um, but no job is worth sitting there going, "Hey, uh, we're not going to pay you." Yeah, absolutely not. I mean. It's it's not worth the question marks. I mean, no one works for free. No one works just because they want to. You work because you've got need. Uh, you work because you've got rent, mortgages, bills, food, family, clothes that you need to buy, the utilities, the whole nine, right? Um, basically, the current government, it, 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 right now especially, it's kind of reminding me a lot of, of Sears, or Kmart. Oh, no. Yeah. It's uh, the, the budget government, which I'm about it. I'm about it right now because literally, like, I'm waiting for the clearance. I'm waiting for the full-on liquidation where just everything's, everything must go. everything's gone. And, uh, and I implore you, again, walk away, not just for you, but because, frankly, what could be more marvelous than watching this motherfucker burn? Yeah, it, like... Here, like, again, leaving a job that you've worked at for a while sucks. It does. Um, you know, there are a lot of people who stay in their jobs because they don't know what else is out there. They don't think that they can 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 get another job. Right. Um, I guarantee you, though, if you have done enough to to work for the state or, or federal government um, in any capacity, you probably have skills to work out in the private workforce. Absolutely. Um, at the very least, there are jobs that are entry level that will hire you that you can make what you're making now. Well, actually not what you're making now because you're not making anything now. Yeah. That's the point of this is that you, you are, you are now in a position where you're not going to have any money. You know, being a pizza guy is going to be better at this point than working in the federal government. Absolutely. Um, and working as a pizza guy is shitty. It's a horrible job. Like, Hey, but it's money you're taking home. Every night. That's the thing. It's money you're taking home. Way to table. Fuck. It's still better than what you're doing right now whenever it comes to the money that you're making right fucking now. And if you're wondering, well, doesn't that make me underemployed? Yes, it does. Welcome to every millennial, you know, fucking... Everyone who was born between 
1985 and 2000 has yeah. experienced this shit. We are all underemployed. We are all fucking eating it for, for money right now. But the difference between you and me is that when I'm eating it for money, it's because I have a job that isn't paying me as much. When you're eating it for money, it's because the government decided not to fund your job. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the reality is in the end, I mean, you know, that that, that millennial conversation shit, it's one that I fucking hate. It's one that I, I hate. Too. Just Well, it, yeah, and I know you do. It's just like, it's such a bullshit argument because you're looking at generations that live completely separate different separate lives and different different experiences due to the fact that society just isn't the same you know things don't cost as much back then as it does right now you know what i mean and uh you know it's not as easy for a millennial to buy a house it's not as easy for a millennial to go to college and and do all the things that you uh did yourself it's not so easy just to quote unquote stop being poor you know what i mean but if if you're able to just take a step back and look at your situation right now and kind of at least look through the eyes of that that person who's maybe 20 30 40 years younger than yourself and realize that your position right now really isn't too much different than the one that 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 kid with the weird hair and the stupid tongs standing on the street corner fucking singing his stupid protest songs and arts district you know while you're just passing a judging glare and just kind of realize that you guys are in very similar situations right now there's a very strong chance that you know us as people as a society regardless of where we stand politically ideologically uh theologically we can actually win these battles together if we wanted to if we tried hard enough so with that being said donald trump president trump congratulations on your first year in office you piece of shit you've done a marvelous job of proving me wrong and offering me all the entertainment that i need um the fact that you are still in office and you still have people out cheering for you praising your name and trumpeting everything that you've done while also looking at all the shit that you're doing right now and the hissy fits that you've thrown, bitching and complaining about the fact that you're not in wherever the fuck it is you go for your fucking glitzy-ass fucking celebration party. What is, by the way, what is there to fucking celebrate? There's nothing to really celebrate. No, there's not. Um, you've kind of you've kind of forfeited all that. So from... From the bottom of my heart, and I, I know I speak for Trevor when I when I also say this, I would like to offer you my deepest and sincerest uh, congratulatory fuck you for your uh, first year anniversary. And fuck all of you that still support this bullshit. Alright, baby birds, that is the end of the show. Boy, that was... That was a short show. That was a short show, but it, it's straight to the point, and that's yeah. that's what I like. That's what I like, and I hope you guys like it too. Let us know. Do you prefer the shorter episodes? Do you prefer the longer episodes? Would you like to kind of, kind of just kind of switch it up? Definitely, let us know. Yeah, I absolutely. mean, you know, we want to entertain you. This isn't just about us. Uh, like I said earlier, there's a lot of shit that me and Trevor are working on down the line too. 
Um, there's a lot of uh, gonzo shit that we're going to be doing, and we're not talking about the pornography. That's that's much later down the line. Um, oh my. Yeah, and that's that's for our Patreon subscribers, yes, exactly. by the way. Fifty dollars and up uh, gets our Gonzo pornography. Sure, but you not? know what? The Gonzo reporting is free, just because we love you. But um, thank you guys so much for listening to the Terminus podcast. My name is Trevor. My name is Jeremy, and uh, we'd like to thank. Kevin Moan from Kevin Moan and the Reptiles for the use of our theme song, Police State, off the album Kevin Moan and the Reptiles, which you can find at kevinmoantherreptiles.bandcamp.com, hottest album of 1983. Mm. They went on tour with uh, Duran Duran. They absolutely did. If I remember did. right. Man, he had And the, suicidal tendencies. Yeah, suicidal tendencies. Same bill. Oh, it's weird. It bill. was so bizarre. It was, so, But it, like, what was weird about it is, I don't know if you ever saw the pictures of him back then. He had the skinny tie. And like the neon pants with the flock of seagulls hair. Oh no. But saying still like Davy Havoc, as I understand, like Davy Havoc actually got his voice by practicing and of with course, Kevin Moan's absolutely. vocals. Absolutely. And of course, he was on the Now That's What I Call Music first gig. In fact, uh, fun fact, he founded Now That's What I Call Music. It's true. The motherfucker is a millionaire. Yeah. I don't know why he wants so much money from us. I mean, he honestly. He was on a seastead. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if you guys read the the... Uh, sort of description of the last episode, but Kevin Moan lives on a seastead off the coast of San Francisco. Forbes covers his ass like hair on an ape's ass, dude. Just so he covers his so ass like, much. Cover, like ass covering. Absolutely. Oh, good. That motherfucker has like a marble lion's claw tooth sitting out on a balcony. Yeah, and and he just bathes, and he he's he, stark ass naked right outside. Um, up on uh, up on his uh, hill, uh, he'll have like visitors out there and all that stuff. He's just butt ass naked. He doesn't care. He's like, if if you don't like it, get the fuck off my property. This is your problem, not mine. Here's my dick. That's what he says. Yeah, there it is. I'm sure I could get some recording. Yeah, no, I'm sure we could call him back up and just have him talk about his penis some more. Yeah, absolutely. some more as if he actually talked about his penis last night. <laughs> He actually didn't. He was a very sweet no. guy. Yeah, he, he's um, such a nice guy. But, uh, you know, we, we, we obviously want to give him credit for helping us out and for letting us use his stuff. Um, but, uh, no, so that is a, that is the show. You can, of course, find us on Facebook and Twitter um, where we don't say anything or do anything for the entire week. Yeah. Um, every week. I mean, if you engage us, maybe. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, and you can also uh, go to our Patreon page, Terminus underscore media at Patreon, um, and basically just uh, you know throw us some change. If you have like a dollar that you want to give to us for reasons, then you should do that thing. All that, all that money uh, will go to upgrades. Yeah, um, it, it doesn't go in our pockets at all. Um, that Patreon was explicitly set up for upgrades and show quality. And, and that's that's what we plan on utilizing it for. We got a whole nine dollars. Yeah. So that's pretty sick. We appreciate you, whoever did that. Um, yeah, you can also check me out uh, at renegaderadio.net whenever my internet isn't a piece of shit, where I sometimes occasionally write interviews and also have a radio show. Check out Trevor's Monday Morning Dumpster Dive. Uh, that's also really good. I love that shit. Well, thank you. By the way, uh, it, it, it's basically it's the not time. stupid podcast that Trevor does. <laughs> um, so if you want to hear Trevor talk with someone who's not a moron, 
there you go. Um, yeah, so I think that about does it. Uh, baby birds, uh, please take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. In the end, we're all we need, along with sometimes some pain medication to take care of the uh, bloody urine and all that good stuff. Um, I can totally relate. I'm on ibuprofen right now. We're going to go listen to Sublime here in a little bit and just... We're just going to talk about life while we do opioids, guys. Uh, it's it's going to be a really good time. But we do love you so, and uh, don't do not do drugs. Yeah, by the way, that wasn't a joke about opi- like opioids. He actually is on Norco. It's true. So, like, he wasn't... He wasn't making a joke about the opioid epidemic. No, not at all. Like this is this is this is a fact. And uh, I mean, I'm excited to do them with you, Trevor. Uh, we're it. we're gonna listen so much Santeria on I repeat. Want, I don't wanna. We're gonna listen to like the extended version. We're gonna want, listen to the. Want.